Welcome everyone to episode three of Being Deskless with Ant Hill, where we share bite-sized advice for companies with deskless employees. I'm your host, Jennifer Harris-Crawl. For those of you that are new here, deskless employees are employees that don't work in an office, don't typically use a computer for their work or have a company email address. Think employees in warehousing, manufacturing, and retail. They also happen to be 80% of the global workforce. Now today, I have a very special guest. Not only is she one of my favorite humans, but she also happens to be the CEO and co-founder, maybe someday chairman, I don't know, <laughs> of Ant Hill. Welcome to the show, Muriel Clausen. Hi, Muriel. Much. I gave you a promotion. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining me. Now, you know that I always love chatting with you. And this particular conversation came about last week when we were discussing a Wall Street Journal article about new hires ghosting companies on their first day, um, not even showing up. And for those of you that are watching that are interested, we'll provide the link to that article for your convenience. Um, now, we're always talking at Ant Hill about the importance of an employee's first day and their first 90 days, um, but ghosting on the first day was new to me. It wasn't new to you, and you actually had some compelling insights that I thought needed to be shared. So to start off, could you summarize that article and why you think workers would go through the process of getting hired only to decide to not show up? Yeah, absolutely. I never thought I would be uh, brought on to talk about ghosts or ghosting. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, the article in the Wall Street Journal, really interesting piece and actually gained a ton of traction. I know a lot of people were talking about it on LinkedIn. So maybe some of you watching um, were a part of those discussions, which were really interesting. But uh, essentially what they're saying is it's now for employers, you can't consider a job filled until that worker actually shows up on day one. Uh, when someone accepts a job offer, that is still kind of at the one yard line to use a football reference. Um, we're not quite there. And the reason being is that a lot of people are kind of ghosting their new employer before they even start. The article goes on to say that it's probably a part of a broader cultural phenomenon where uh, there's a generation of workers who were used to maybe ghosting people in uh, dating app settings. And that kind of became an uncomfortable norm, but a norm nonetheless. Um, and that was kind of the, the theory thrown out by the article and, and a couple other perspectives were shared. Um, from preliminary research we've done on the topic um, and some of the conversations we've had with workers and focus groups with workers, um, I actually think there's four reasons this happens. Um, so I'm excited to talk about those four things today because I think it can really help us as employers um, to understand how to really mitigate that and make sure it's not happening in our organization. Can I jump in? Um, of course. All right. <laughs> so four things. So the first one is just know that right now, um, the job search um, for any kind of employee kind of looking for their next opportunity involves kind of more options than they've ever had. And we see people casting a wider net than they ever have. And there's a lot of data to support this. But people apply to more jobs in shorter periods of time when they're looking for their next opportunity. And I think it's probably a part of this whole kind of period we've gone through as workers where we're like, hey, am I happy in what I'm doing? Is, are, is there something better for me? And I think there is a lot of exploration happening in careers. So you don't really see people targeting specific positions as much as casting a wide net. Now, if someone's casting a wide net, obviously, maybe they accept your job and then heard back from another one that sounds even more exciting and they're just going to not show up 
on the first day. Um, another reason, though, the casting the wide net has happened is it's never been easier to apply for jobs, especially deskless jobs. There's been a lot of innovation on that pre-employment experience where um, when you are um, looking for a job, it used to be that you kind of would have to go through like 17 steps on a website, enter your email address that you maybe didn't even have, all kinds of things that are just a huge burden to you. Um, now, I actually have even personally played with a software where I um, kind of looked at a job as a kind of line prep at Chipotle, clicked on it and immediately got a text message saying, you're pre-approved, like we'd love to schedule a video interview on your phone. Like it was so quick and easy. And I and this is the experience a lot of applicants have. So it's really, really easy to apply for lots of jobs and to accept lots of jobs through those platforms and just know that probably day one's a better measure if they're gonna come. Um, the second reason though that I think a lot of employers get ghosted is that the channels to let you know that they're not planning to come in aren't there. So at the end of the day, if someone's gonna choose to work for another company, you know, that happens. But ideally, we'd like to know that so we can move on and try to fill the job with someone else. Um, but a lot of times, all of our channels to actually hire someone, there's no natural con continuation, especially for the deskless workforce of how does that person tell us if they don't want to start on their first day beyond actually coming in and doing so, which is a huge cost to that worker, time costs and monetary costs usually for transportation. So make sure that as a part of your kind of applicant process, that there's a way they can talk to you and tell you if they've decided they don't want to come in. Um, we talk to workers who say like, yeah, I didn't want to ghost. I just didn't know how to tell them that I had taken a different position. Um, a third one is we are at a peak of a mental health crisis in our country. Um, anxiety disorders and experiences with anxiety have never been more prolific. Um, there is a lot of anxiety with starting a new job. It's a, it's a really big trigger for folks. And I think that we'd be remiss to leave that out of the discussion. I think there is a component of fear starting a new opportunity. And I think we need to think about how are we taking the anxiety out of the equation to start a new job and to, to get experience with our organization stepping in. And we can talk about that more. Um, but then the fourth reason and the biggest reason is that this is the job seekers market right now. It's not yours. And so um, you really have to, to act like that in your hiring process and just know, People have options. This experience top to bottom has to be great and really centered around serving them if I want my employees to actually show up on their first day. You just made me think of a thousand things I want to talk about, which always happens when we talk. Um, and so I think that in addition, like the when you mentioned there's no way for them to talk to you, I think that's like a, something we've historically inherited, right? From software systems and whatever that are tip, that are one way. Um, and and you know, for HR or hiring managers, that's just the way it's set up. Like, you don't know who I am. You don't, you can't reach out to me. You don't. And so I think that that's probably an aha moment for people of like, oh yeah, we are providing a way because that's just how it's always been. But now we're in a new world. And so I can see how that would be a really important. And um, yeah, so what I, and there's so many things that have changed. You know, I can't imagine for a recruiter or hiring manager, it's just so hard to keep up with like, what do I need to do this week? Um, what I'd love for you to touch on, like the few most important things that they can do to prevent a new employee from feeling the ways that you talked about. Yeah. And actually, I'd, I'd say it's not a few things. It's really one thing. There's okay. one thing, the biggest difference. So um, give people a way to communicate with you before they start. We 
um, have so depersonalized the hiring process out of necessity because we need to hire at scale that literally people cannot find you. They do not know how to talk to you about any questions, concerns, expectation setting, um, updates on, hey, I got COVID. I won't be able to start for another couple of weeks. Things like that happen. And so what we actually see happen a lot is the employee wasn't even trying to ghost or wasn't even like planning to not take the job. Uh, they just didn't have a way to navigate some change in their life or something with you. So open that communication channel. And obviously that's something we do with Antil, with all the companies that we work with. Um, but look for ways to do that, even if it's not a technology. Like, is there an actual point of contact in your job portal? Um, if you go look through yours right now, click through, try to get a job at your company, there might not actually be any way to go back and say, hey, there's some issue with me starting, or even just to ask basic questions. Um, the biggest request we hear from workers on kind of that day zero is they're like, I just want to know what to expect. I want to know where to go. I want to know what I need to pick up. I want to know who I'm going to see, what they're going to expect of me. What do I need to be wearing? There's all these things. And I think this relates to that anxiety piece as well. Like make it really easy for people to confidently show up ready to work on day one with your company. And I think it really all boils down to communication. Um, these candidates will tell you what they need from you if you give them an opportunity to ask the right questions. I would think that would open up a lot of great data to, uh, or even opportunities where, where are they going? I mean, if you could have a conversation with them and they even want to say like, well, I, I actually took this other job. Where is that other job? You know, why did you decide to take it? Um, I'm a huge believer in making sure all of your employees, the existing employees and potential employees know that we would love for you to be a part of this company. But if it's ever not a fit for you, we're going to support you in that as well. That is good on for the company on both levels. So if you have a candidate who is planning to take another job, all the more reason to build a relationship with that person, figure out why. Um, if that candidate has a great experience with you, even not joining your company, there are ripple effects of how they talk about your company to their friends. Um, it's it's a win-win to always really open up that conversation with folks, even if they're not going to come. Okay, so we've been talking about communicating before the first day. And I think you've laid that out really nicely. Uh, we also know from our experience that their actual first day. So let's say that we've communicated with them. They know what to expect. They do show up. What's the most important things that a company can do for that new hire on their very first day? Yeah. So before I answer that, I'll take a step back and, and talk about kind of why this does need more of our attention than it's had. Um, so if you look at kind of all the retention research that's been happening for a couple decades, um, if you look actually at the samples that they use um, to do this research and to make these conclusions, almost always those samples le represent less than 1% deskless workers. So most of the time, if you're reading a headline that's like, here's the reasons that employees are leaving your company or here's how to create a great first 90 day experience. If you go to the source studies and you look at the samples, they're talking about accountants or HR folks or computer scientists. They're not talking about the deskless workforce. So I think it's really important to know that because a lot of the things that we think are going to help aren't actually going to help with this population. We talk to thousands of deskless workers every day and um, what is important to these folks, especially in that first 90 day window, is really those practical things. Um, did I have a way to say where expectations about this job were inconsistent with the reality? Do I have a way to request time off? 
Do I have a way to figure out my pay and make sure I get paid on time with that first paycheck? First paychecks not getting paid on time is a huge issue and it leaves a horrible taste in your new hire's mouth. Make sure people are getting paid on time. A lot of folks are paycheck to paycheck. That's really critical, really important. But those practical things like that, being able to get practical issues resolved, making sure people have safety equipment, equipment, making sure they have a safe space to share feedback with you about what that experience is, is so critical. Um, I also believe that every kind of first 90 days for an employee is a critical window to establish that trust of you can tell us things that maybe aren't great about this experience and we're not going to penalize you for that. We want to actually hear your perspective. Um, but it's also critical to know for companies, if you retain someone for 90 days, you're probably retaining that employee for a really long time. So this is a critical, critical window to invest in. Okay, so can you explore a little, tell us more about why it's so critical for them? Like why 90 days? Why, why is that so well, important? For sure. So at Antil, we have a retention model um, that we draw upon with kind of all the work we do. And this is really based in a lot of research um, that members of our team have worked on for many years as kind of academics, but also within the company. Um, and this, in this retention model, what we find is that there are these kind of four critical cliffs of retention. And, and the first is that day zero we just talked about. Um, and then there's also kind of two longer term tiers. But the most important one is this 90 days. And the reason is, is that um, what we find is that both for that individual, but also infecting others around us with how we feel and then also how we talk about our company out and about in the community, that's really established in that first 90 day experience. And the reason it's it's pretty obvious, you know, it's much easier to steer uh, a spaceship towards Mars when we're launching from Earth than when we get, you know, way off course out in the, in the you know, out in the solar system, we have to change course then. Like it's really the, the time to lay the foundation of what are the norms of working here? How can you talk to your employer? How will we support you? What are you allowed to say and what aren't you allowed to say? And we find that the most important thing you can do during this window of time is just provide a channel for honest communication. And I always come back to communication because it really does solve so many things. Um, the other interesting thing that we see, though, in the 90 days is employees want to self-serve. They actually... Um, don't need you to be like holding their hand and doing everything for them. They want to be able, though, to access resources and answers that they need. And that's a really important thing with how we built Antil and how we work with companies, because um, you don't you don't need to baby everybody. You don't need to, to do a bunch of extra work. Just help give people a way to actually help themselves. And too often with the workforce in the deskless era in the first 90 days, you're just like, even if you want to find the answer to a question, even if you wanted to share some feedback, there's just no clear path for how you would do that. And that is where people get frustrated, don't see any way that that issue can be solved and decide, okay, this isn't for me, I'm going to go somewhere else. Um, the number one reason cited kind of in exit surveys in the first 90 days is like, the job isn't what I expected. Well, mm -hmm. how great would it be if you could have had a conversation with that employee before they left on, well, what were you expecting and how can we get closer to that expectation? Being able to see that before it happens is critical. Um, but then numbers, reasons number two and three are didn't get paid on time first pay cycle. And number three is wasn't able to get insight or any kind of agency over my schedule. That's fascinating because 
the job not being what they expected seems like we're back to that conversation before their first day. <laughs> For sure. And I think in a rush to hire people, I think we've missed some of those key components that actually actually really ultimately have way more ROI for your business. If you're really setting expectations properly, setting up those communication channels properly before they even start. Um, but yeah, it's all tied back to that. The same reasons people ghost, I think, are the same reasons. So I, 90 days. I can hear the minds of the HR people <laughs> watching going, oh no, what do you mean? I have to give them a phone number or I have to, you know, like this is one more kind of thing we're adding in, in a sense. So how can they provide that without adding, I don't know, you know, a bunch more work to their plate, phone calls, emails, all that. <laughs> so shameless plug for Antil. That's why we built Antil. Um, it's basically to take all these efforts that you're trying to stand up as an HR team or an operations team and make that really possible for you in a scalable way across all of your workforce where you can really include everyone. Um, if you're not in a position that you're looking to adopt a software, um, I really think that make sure that you are, um, that you have the capacity within your team to have these conversations and touch points and don't hide hoping it's never an issue, like do share your contact information. And then if you get to a point that that's too much, Talk to us at Antil and we will help you uh, navigate that and grow that across your organization. Okay, so this is an unplanned question, but I can see people being nervous about that anxiety piece and talking to people pre-employment about having anxiety. So what's a way they can have that conversation that that keeps the ball moving and, and keeps everyone comfortable and, and compliant and all of those things? Yeah, and you know, like as hiring managers, we're not we're not mental health counselors. Right. You know, we're not here to to do that. But I think it's all just like basic human kindness. Like most of the reasons people would be anxious about starting a new job or just like not knowing what to expect. Like, and it's basic human kindness to say, hey, like I would want to know what to expect. Like, let me give them a really clear idea of what to expect on their first day. Or or if you were having, if you were hosting like a, your favorite celebrity at your house, maybe Beyonce is coming to dinner. You would tell Beyonce like when to show up, what you're, planning to make, like you'd want her to feel really comfortable and know what to expect. And so I guess treat people in that same way, like make it, make it them really feel like a welcome guest at your company um, before they start and, and really invest time in that experience. It's going to really pay off in the long run. Oh, that has me thinking like even that kind of, you said welcome made me think of welcome packets, made me think of if someone is trying to choose between several employers and they get a welcome packet or email or call from someone that says, here's where to park. Here's, you know, we're going to, we're in this office, meet us here. I, that would make it way more comfortable for me. For sure. And I mean, we've talked to workers who are like, yeah, I had four jobs all at once that had come in, but one of them mailed me my safety gloves and it just was an, an extra touch where I was like, oh, they care about me. Yeah. Um, so those little things you can do to help someone feel really ready on day one are really going to help with this ghosting issue. But it doesn't even have to be anything fancy, just like a, hey, here's a number that you can reach out to. You can text via Antel or through another mm -hmm. system where if you have um, any questions getting started, like, this will help you or even better proactively send like, here's five things we hear from new employees that they wish they knew on their first day. And here's where you can find that information. Like just, just a, a little kindness to make life a little easier. Yeah. I love that. And I think that that's part of the, the whole idea of starting to treat deskless employees like we would 
people that work in an office, we, we definitely do all that for them. And so it, it seems like a natural extension. So. Yeah. And I think in an office setting or remote setting, you typically have a manager with a smaller team. And so that person is thinking through these things. So it's not the fault of the supervisor, right. the deskless workforce. They're dealing with so many more folks. So I think this is where HR teams can really step in and support that process. Okay. Well, we're almost out of time. Um, I, for those watching, we do have that um, retention model infographic on our website and that you can easily download. You can find it at anthill.co backslash anthill retention model. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we sign off, Muriel? Um, I would say just if you are an employee listening, I do think looking for that opportunity to tell the employer um, I think that will really go a long way and they might even surprise you and offer you something even better um, because you had the courtesy to kind of reach out and have that conversation. So just some advice to the employee. If, if you can look for the opportunity to have that conversation if you're not going to take a position. Yeah, that's and, and tell them why and maybe even where you're going because that that's great intel for, for yeah, sure. the employer. Okay, so we're about out of time. You know, I always love to pick your brain any chance I can get. Um, so I hope you'll come back soon and share more of what you learned about the deskless workforce. Yeah. Thanks so much for the conversation today. Always fun. Thank you, Muriel. Okay. Thanks for everyone for joining us on this episode of Being Deskless. We'll be here again on May 25th at noon central with another amazing guest talking about the deskless workforce. You can learn more about Ant Hill at www.anthill.co. Thank you and have a great day.